Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Here we go. Oh boy, here we fucking go. Fantasy playoffs are here people at least they'll technically be here after tonight's gingashis tuesday night games really fuck with my head this is the candlestick kids podcast episode 321 tck y'all find us on twitter at tck underscore pod at fantasy football underscore tck pod on instagram I am Dweez Nuts here for your Tuesday Stat Rad episode. You can find me on Twitter at Dweez Nuts, all Z's, no S's. So, coming out of week 13, going into week 14, we have fantasy playoffs. I'm hoping that you're still alive. I'm hoping that you're playing. I'm hoping that you have playoffs. I've got some buddies that are in leagues that don't have playoffs. I don't understand it. Let's do some... Let's do some stat rat stuff. Let's do some deep dives into some situational statistics to find out what's really going on right now for some guys in the league. Let's find out what we can do to help increase our chances of winning a playoff matchup. Even if you're a bad underdog, if you're the six seed playing against the three seed, I can help. Let's dive in. I got one guy that I really want to highlight this week. One guy that I think is absolutely worthy of a roster spot in your playoff matchup. One guy that I want to take a really deep dive on. It's a tight end. We don't spend a lot of time talking about tight ends, and there's a good reason for that. But this week, we're going to. It's Eric Ebron, y'all. Pittsburgh Steelers. This is Eric Ebron, who holds the all-time record for most tight end touchdowns in a season, by the way. Eric Ebron, look. I want to go back to uh, the Steelers bye week, which was week four. So we're going to look, everything we're talking about here is going to be from week five through this past week, week 13. Okay, so it's a big a big sample size, big stretch of the season. If you go back that far, Eric Ebron has a third most targets for tight ends in the league. Look, there are two guys right now, two guys playing right now, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, that have more targets than him. And for those two guys, volume is not necessarily that important which is ironic because they have the volume, but they also have huge plays. They also have lots of touchdowns. Fuck's sake, look what Waller did this past week. Look what Kelsey's done pretty much any week on the season or over the past few seasons. Let's ignore those two guys and let's talk about the rest of the tight end field as it really should be because those two aren't really there. Ebron has 64 targets over the span we're talking about going back to week five. Waller's at 68, Kelsey's at 77. Guys, that's close. For everybody that's not those top two guys, volume is absolutely paramount because you're not going to get huge plays each week. You're not going to necessarily score a bunch of touchdowns 
each week. If you're streaming a tight end, you might be looking for touchdown upside. But if you can get a guy instead who actually has a floor, who has a volume floor, to me, that's a better play all day. Take your moonshots at the other positions. Now, we brought 64 targets, third most in the league at the position since that time. Not a terrible surprise. Big Ben has thrown nearly 30 more passes than any other quarterback in that span of games. Okay, He's actually got the most... Well, I think he's got the uh, most or second most pass attempts on the year. Here's a really interesting stat, though. Uh, The top three in that category, top three quarterbacks in pass attempts on the season, their average age is 39. It's Big Ben, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan. It's ridiculous. You hear all the time about these old guys not going to throw it as much. Well, dude, they're slinging the ball. Since Big Ben is throwing the ball so damn much, Eric Ebron's actually just barely cracking the top 10 week in and week out in target share. So in any given week, he's near tight end 10 in target share on his team, even though he's getting a bunch of targets. But that doesn't matter because it's consistency here that does. His consistency, which is very rare at the position, means he's tight end number five in the category since his bye week, 17%. And it's pretty much 17% every week. So you'll have a guy like Hunter Henry pop off for 25% in a given week, but he's not going to do it the following week. Ebron is the consistent target share guy right now. The only four guys who have a better target share over that time are Evan Ingram, who we know is also getting work, Mark Andrews, and our big two Waller and Kelsey. Fuck, Ebron's got 11 targets in each of the last two games. Actually, in those those two games, if you put those two games span only, he's at the 21% target share. We know all these wide receivers around this team are going crazy, but Ebron's flying under the radar as a guy who's getting a lot of touch, guys. Really trending in the right direction leading into your playoffs. And if we look at the schedule over the next three weeks, or at least the next two weeks for Eric Ebron, Really positive things, reasons that he should be in your starting lineup. Next week, we got the Buffalo Bills, who have given up the six most points to the position on the season. But more importantly, they've given up the most catches to tight ends of any team in the league since the beginning of the year. And as I just told you, volume, volume, volume is what Eric Ebron's bringing to the table. Catches. Week after that, the Cincinnati Bengals, the opponent, fourth most points to the position, and fourth most receptions to the tight end. Guys, Eric Ebron's got some nice matchups coming up. After that, it's the Colts, and that's a really tough one. And in championship week, I'd be really hesitant to start Eric Ebron unless he continues to show what he's showing. I mean, if he's going 10-plus targets over the next two weeks, you might have to roll him out there. But I like what he's doing. I like what the team's doing. I like the consistency he brings. If you want a tight end that will absolutely not lose you a playoff matchup, but has the potential to maybe win you one. I like Eric Ebron here better than just about anybody else. He's only about one of seventy percent owned, maybe 65 percent owned in in uh, Yahoo leagues right now. So you might be able to go get him if you have him and you've been benching him because you're just not sure. Um, go ahead, roll him out. That's the only guy I'm going super duper deep on, guys, this week. But I do want to do two lists for you really quickly. Two lists that I think are really important. First list. This one is the most important, I think, out of what we're going to do here. Is These are guys that you're going to want to go run out and get. You're tempted to go run out and get right now to put into your playoff matchup for next week for a glory win. Guys that maybe went off this week or, or one of these past few weeks that you're tempted to go get. I'm telling you, do not. 
These are guys that you're going to want to get, but I, I strongly recommend you avoid them. Let somebody else spend their fab on them. Okay, there's nine guys on this list. Let me run them down really, really quickly for you. Donovan Peoples-Jones has to be at the top of the list. I know he represents a nice ceiling. He scored last week on a big play, but his floor is zero. And you don't fuck with a guy like that right now. I think three targets on the week. No, thank you. Gabriel Davis had a huge week in Buffalo. But again, the floor is zero. Avoid guys that have shown one ceiling game if they've shown you 12 floor games at or near zero on the year. LaVisca Chenault is another guy that you should avoid. As much as people love this name coming into the year, as much as people thought the opportunity was going to be great, as much as, hey, he's getting carries on the ground, it doesn't matter. He's looking at 30 yards a game, and he scored last week, which is fantastic, but it ain't going to keep happening. Quintez Cephas, another name. I don't know if Ken, uh, Kenny Galladay is coming back or not. Cephas had um, two games where he showed up at all, and they happen to both be against the Bears. Traquan Smith, avoid Traquan Smith. I don't know if Drew Brees will be back or not, but this Traquan Smith game this past week was absolutely a fluke. Cam Sims, don't do it. Three targets last week. I think he's got fucking at least that many games with zero targets. Ty Johnson, I'm ready to avoid Ty Johnson, guys. I know you're going to be all about this Ty Johnson guy, and this one I would argue with somebody. I'd at least listen to an argument for Ty Johnson, but I think Frank Gore is going to be back, and I don't think they stop giving the ball to Frank Gore all of a sudden. Ty Johnson earned himself some work, but you're not going to want to roll uh, a backup third or whatever, fourth-string Jets running back in your playoff lineup. Just no thank you. Cordell Patterson has been getting a lot of touch, scored, but look at what David Montgomery did this past week. Just don't don't play any Chicago Bears in your playoff matchup either. For gosh sakes, they had the Detroit Lions last week. They're f- so bad that, of course, Patterson managed to put one in. This is not somebody you want on your roster. Also, Peyton Barber. I know Antonio Gibson's down, and everybody's going to be excited to go get um, these two running backs on this team. Peyton Barber got, what, 13, 14 carries last week. Not the guy you want. Don't do it. Don't waste your dollars on any of those guys this week. You will have a hard time starting any of them, even if you do pay for them. And if you do, they are the guys that are likely to lose you a playoff matchup. Instead, let me give you four guys that you should go spend your money on. You should go pick up and put in. Because as those those nine that I just listed are going to lose you your playoff matchup, these guys could win it for you. And they could be great glory play wins. Number one on this list, right at the top is Tim Patrick, Denver Broncos wide receiver if you don't know who he is. He leads the team in snaps, targets, catches, yards, touchdowns in the last three games, okay? He's on the field a lot. He's getting a lot of work. He's been successful with the work he's getting. He leads the team in red zone targets on the season. He has twice as many targets from inside the 10 as anybody else on the team, twice as many as Noah Fant. This week, they get to play the Carolina Panthers. It's a plus matchup. Gave up three 60-yard games to three different wide receivers and three wide receiver touchdowns in the last game they played against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't hate it. I like it. I like Tim Patrick. He's been a guy that's been on and off people's rosters all year. I think this week in your first playoff matchup, he can win you this week. How about that Kiki Kuti? Huh? People went. Some people went and scooped him up. I did this past week. When the Wolf Fuller thing blew up. In his first game as the wide receiver two on that team, he led the team in targets. 
He had a big week, eight for 141 yards. And the really impressive thing was that this was against the Indianapolis Colts defense, who is absolutely vaunted. Next week, they get the Chicago Bears, another really tough pass defense. In fact, through most of the beginning of this year, one or fewer tar- or passing touchdowns to teams, sometimes to tight end, sometimes to wide receivers, guys. The Bears were really good. They're not anymore. Last week, 300-plus yards to wide receivers and two touchdowns. That's to Detroit without Kenny Galladay. The week prior, played Green Bay. Two wide receiver touchdowns in that one. The week prior, or two weeks prior, when they played Minnesota before their bye, two wide receiver touchdowns there as well. They've given up multiple wide receiver touchdowns in each of their past three games. I think Kiki Kuti, from the armor to Sean Watson, who's playing really well. His pass offense is really starting to click a little bit. I think it's a solid play this week against the Chicago Bears. Talk about a glory play. Next up, how about J.D. McKissick? I told you not to go get Peyton Barber, but please go pick up J.D. McKissick. Put him in your lineup. This motherfucker has 78 targets this year, guys. 78 targets. That's second among all running backs, only to Alvin Kamara. Double-digit targets in three of the last five games. By the way, those are all the Alex Smith games. You know, the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Loves him some J.D. McKissick. Now, they're playing San Francisco, who has been very good against backs. But they've been worse against receiving backs. You may not know it. Seventh most receiving touchdowns to running backs on the year. I think McKissick's going to go another double-digit targets. I think he scores one through the air. And he's going to get some of the look on the ground if Antonio Gibson is not in the game. The thing you like about McKissick is even if Gibson comes back, this guy's got some of a floor. He's the best pass blocker on the team. He's the third down back. They love to throw it to him. Clearly, they love to throw it to him. His floor is safe. And I think his ceiling is pretty good this week, even against that San Francisco team. Speaking of San Francisco, the last guy I want to mention here is Jeff Wilson Jr. This one is the biggest flyer out of the group, okay? So if you're not really sure about Jeff Wilson Jr., I'm not going to hate on you for not picking him up. But with all the backs finally on this field, right, for the first time maybe since week one, all four of the running backs are healthy for San Francisco in week 13. And Jeff Wilson Jr. led the team in snaps. In fact, over the last two games, Jeff Wilson Jr. has only three less snaps than Raheem Mostert. He led last week in rushing yards. He led last week in running back targets. In fact, he had five of the six running back targets last week. You know who had zero touches at all? It's Jarek McKinnon. You know who had negative yards on his only two touches? That's Tevin Coleman. It's Raheem Mostert. It's Jeff Wilson. Wilson is second in touches. Last week, all told, he had nine to Mostert's ten. In the last two weeks, if you combine them, Mostert has 28 touches, Wilson has 21, and then there's five and two for the other two guys. On the entire season, three running backs have four goal line carries. Each of three backs has four goal line carries. Jarek McKinnon had four goal line carries and scored twice. Jeff Wilson Jr., four goal line carries, scored once. And Raheem Mostert, four goal line carries, scored zero. So there is no goal line back on this team. Any given game... 
it could be Wilson. It could be Mostert. I don't think it's McKinnon anymore. But there's potential there for a score. There's also potential here for this guy to catch passes. There's potential for just touching the ball. He's going to be on the field. He's on the field a lot more than Coleman, a lot more than McKinnon at the very least. It is a tough matchup this week with Washington. But the bottom line in San Francisco is now and has always been if they want to run the ball, they're going to run the ball and nobody can slow them down. That's who they are. That's their identity. Jeff Wilson Jr. seems to be a big, big part of that Kyle Shanahan run attack. Okay, some guys that you can go get, some guys that you should avoid. Please don't pick up a guy like Gabriel Davis. Please don't pick up a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Spend that money elsewhere. Let Kiki Kuti and Tim Patrick win you the week. And if you got Ebron, if you can get Ebron, make sure he's in your lineup. This dude is going to save people's fantasy playoffs. That's it for me. Stat Rat in the books for week 14. TCK Pod episode 321. All done. The season is coming toward the end, folks. We didn't know that we'd have a season at all this year, but here we are, fantasy playoffs. It's so fun, so exciting. I'm so glad to tell you that I'm in most of my playoffs in most of my leagues, and I hope you are too. I will see you back here in a week. The rest of the folks here on TCK Pod, we'll see you tomorrow and the next day and the next day because that's what we do. We help you win some shit. All right, y'all, peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.